It's a brave thing to come and share a bit of your own experience in front of the whole church. So um, thanks for being willing to do that. And I, I just want to say that, uh, you know, I know all three of these guys quite well, one in particular quite well, but the, but the three of them. And, and I know that they wouldn't claim to have reading the Bible nailed. They wouldn't claim to be experts at this at all. And they wouldn't be out here unless I'd sort of bent their arms to come and talk. But I do also know that for each of them, they have managed to make reading a Bible a part of their walk with God and a part of their life. So that's, that's why they're here. And, uh, and so I'm grateful to all three of you for, for coming and uh, spending some time with us. So I have some questions. I changed them at the last minute from the ones I sent you. Is that all right? I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> See, <laughs> See you after. <laughs> yeah. So I thought just to sort of, because I know you, many will know you, but not everyone will know you. So, so maybe you could start just by saying, really, you know, when did you start reading the Bible? How long have you been reading it for? Um, give, us, give us a little starter for 10 on that. How long has the Bible been a part of your life? Okay. Um, I've been a Christian for 47 years, and for the first year of my Christian experience, I was in a church that really didn't uh, promote or... Um, value the Bible highly, so I had very little experience of the Bible, the first 12 months of my experience. But then, 46 years ago, we joined Amblecote, um, a little bit different to what it is today. Um, but this church was, was and is and always has been Bible-based. And so from 46 years ago, I began to understand, explore, read the Bible. Thanks, Phil. Marie, how long has it been a part of your life? About 25 years, I was about 25 years old when I became a Christian and before that my only experience of the Bible really was in our family home. We had a very big Catholic family Bible and it's got some lovely pictures in so I used to try and sneak a peek of them but God was a very distant looking God. I think he got a white beard and white fluffy hair and lived on a cloud. That's, that's normally how it goes. So, you know, and then when, when I was 25 years old I started to realise that that some things had happened in my life where um, it was clear that something supernatural had happened, so there was no other explanation. So I started reading several religious texts at the time. I looked at the Quran a little, I looked at um, some other religious texts, and, um, and then I read the Bible, and the Bible just explained me to me, whereas some of the other texts didn't. It was They were kind of suggesting that to have a supernatural experience with an almighty God, you needed to have undertaken some ritual or practice, and I knew that I certainly hadn't. Um, and so the Bible really spoke to me about what it was to be human. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, um, so um, my dad was a pastor. So I read the Bible from a young age, you know, the children's Bibles, and then into my youth probably started reading you know the adult bible <laughs> and uh, yeah so it's always been a part of my journey really thank you we've tried to find um some people of course you've got a range of experience so hopefully you know parts will echo some of your stories say you know marie not from well from a sort of catholic background but not really a living background joe more say so hopefully you know as you hear people talk you'll be able to connect a bit with different parts of their story so, not all questions I'm going to ask all of you, so we'll dip in and out a bit. But um, 
My next question is, just currently, really, after all these years of reading the Bible, how do you currently make reading the Bible a part of your life? And I think, Phil and Joe, you're, you're up for answering this one, aren't you? So. Um, for me at the moment, um, mornings are my best time. Um, I find that uh, before breakfast, before I get into the day, the thoughts of before the day... Before breakfast? I do have breakfast. Mate. Sorry? Wow. I do well, Before breakfast? Yeah. Or did you say, did, do I have breakfast? Well, no, I do I have just, breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it comes before breakfast. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So I get up and, um, and I just spend some time then because I find that that's the most uncluttered time of the day. I'm not thinking of everything that I'm doing or should be doing or have done. It's, it's just a very uncluttered time. So I find that uh, really, really good. And, um, and now as well, now that I'm not full-time employed, um, I have more opportunities. Uh, during the day. I don't spend all my time reading the Bible if I'm not doing anything else. Uh, to relax, I do enjoy films on DVD and I do enjoy doing a jigsaw, so I'm not into the Bible all the while. Um, but there are opportunities now, and so I take more opportunities to, to spend that time reading the Bible. And can I just ask you, Phil, so do you tend to read according to a Bible plan or through a book or do you do different things? Or? Okay, at the moment um, I've got um, a Bible reading aid, um, Paul Tripp, uh, called New Morning Mercies. And uh, he really does go into some <clears throat> fantastic, his, his basic theme is grace and mercy the grace and mercy of God. And so I'm reading that through each day, the scriptures that go with it, which I read the scriptures, um, and just meditate upon what is said and use that really to think about what I'm doing during the day. So I might be involved in something and then I'll just start to meditate on what I'd learned that morning. Because I feel that God's, well, I do. I find God, I experience God in, in nearly everything I do. Somewhere God is. And uh, if I'm willing to search for him, he's there. And so I, I sort of look for God in all those experiences through what I've read. So some form of Bible notes. In, at, in the moment, yeah. at the moment, yeah. At the moment. Jay, what about for you? How do you currently make reading the Bible a part of your life? You're not semi-retired, so what <laughs> does it look like for you? Uh, yeah, um, to give a bit of context, uh, we have three children under six and we home educate, so I'm at home with them at the moment. Um, so I have to think carefully about, okay, when, when do I fit that in? Um, so at the moment, uh, me and Tim will take it in turns to have the kids in the morning, so I get a little bit of time in the morning. I usually read a psalm and then say a little prayer, mainly for patience. <laughs> um, and then... Um, and then I have two kind of other slots in the day that I usually do one of either. Um, so one is after lunch, the kids have some time alone and they um, will watch something for a bit as well. Um, so I usually kind of do kind of my main Bible reading then or if I haven't had a chance then, I'll do it when the kids go down to sleep in the evening um, at about eight o'clock. So. So you have these sort of three windows of opportunity yeah. in the day. And, <laughs> yeah, and occasionally I get all three, but it's very rare. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And uh, a question for all three of you, really. I think, you know, many of us who would struggle, this is probably the, our top question, perhaps, or this one or the next one, but, but what have you found helpful <laughs> over the years in, in helping you to read the Bible, in helping you to 
um, to make it happen? Like what helps to make it happen? What helps you to concentrate? What helps you to connect to God in it? What helps it to come alive rather than be a dry exercise? Just give us a bit of your experience of just what personally has helped you over the years to make it a part of your life and, and the encounter with God. Moving on from what Joe has said, time is a very um, significant factor, isn't it? So it's, it's making time. So, um, for example, I don't watch television. I might watch the odd football game if, you know, the mighty Villa are playing or something, which hasn't been on the telly much lately. Um, but apart from that, I don't really watch television. Um, and, and it can still be difficult to find time to read the Bible. Um, I think that one of the things that has really helped me is when I stay with an, an attitude and a focus to meet God in his word. Um, so I do use a study Bible, which is really useful. I do have a plan. Currently, I'm reading from beginning to end, um, and um, I've just started a study on what it means to abide in, in Christ. So I do have a plan. But, um, Something that gives you passages yeah, to read each day and each that day. sort of thing. So I find a study Bible really, really helpful. Um, because the Bible is an, it's an eternal book. It's not a Western European book. It's, it's, it's eternal. It's written by God, whose thoughts are much higher than mine. Um, but also, I feel that it's been really helpful for me to find my own way to read the Bible. So for many years, I thought that if I wasn't on my knees, being really serious about Bible reading, that I was somehow slacking. Yeah. So sometimes now I'll listen to some music before um, to help me just slow myself down. I need to slow down when I approach the word and do it prayerfully and ask God and be looking for God and not for information. Or And over the years that has developed where I've found, not my own way as in it's only I do, it's other people yeah. who do that way, but not to have great expectations that every time I read the Bible, I'm going to come away, you know, feeling like I understand something significant. Sometimes I've just met with the Lord and he's changed me. So having some music yep. can help you to slow down and, and, I, and, and to have your mindset not on, I've got to read this bit of the Bible, but this is a chance to sit with God for a little yes. while. Am I hearing you right? Is that Absolutely, sort of yeah. So I'm not going there looking for, I find that if I'm going to the Bible saying, what does the Bible say? A bit like using it like a Google search engine. Yeah. You know, where just to make myself, you know, open to what the Bible has got to say. I think if you've got a plan, that's helpful because you're going through, or if you're reading a book, the Bible will speak for itself. Um, but to come with an open heart, an open mind, and often I have to read and read again, and yeah. read again, yeah. so slowly. Um. That's an interesting uh, juxtaposition that I think we'll probably pick up in some other answers as well, that making a plan and making time, but then actually being quite relaxed when you get to that time and finding your own way into it. Phil, Jay, what, what have you found helpful? Okay, I find the Bible um, a, gr a book of great variety. And so I think, uh, for me, I learned at an early Christian age um, but there are various ways of approaching the Bible. And so for me, I learned uh, quite early on that there are three basic ways in which I could approach the Bible. The first one is to read it. And so <clears throat> over the years, I've read through the Bible uh, many, many times. 
and I've used various different translations, the Amplified, the NIV is my normal Bible, the Message Bible, the Living Bible. At the moment, I'm working through the New Living trans, uh, Translation. So uh, to read the Bible in different varieties, I find really helpful because each of the, in inverted commas, authors uh, gives you a different slight perspective on certain uh, concepts. So I think the first thing is to read it. Secondly, for me, is to meditate on it. I feel that's very, very important. And uh, meditation for me comes out of my early morning uh, devotion, whereby a certain verse will uh, really come home to me. And so I'll meditate on that verse. I'll look at the scripture um, uh, to see what that concept is and how it works through. Um, I thought I'd, I'd just bring an example, if that's okay. Absolutely. We've got time for that. Um, I've got a book that I, I write down uh, daily, things that strike me. And just one of the things that I put down here, and this was on March the 7th, it says this, it's the heart that's the problem. People, locations, and situations don't cause me to sin. They're where the sin of my heart gets revealed. And I thought, that's quite an interesting thought. And then, so I started to read James 4, verse 1. And uh, James simply says this. I can just read this for you. So James 4 verse 1 starts with this. What causes fights and quarrels amongst you? Don't, you come, don't they come from your desires that battle within you? When you want something, you don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have it for what you want. And so I started to meditate on the thought that, you know, there's a problem in my life and that problem's sin, but I can so easily blame my circumstances and the people around me and the problems that I have, but that's not the problem. The problem is in me. The problem's in my heart. And so I began to meditate on that and hopefully um, continue to meditate on it. So I read the Bible, I meditate on it, and then the third thing I've done over the years is to study it. And that simply means <clears throat> I've got a couple of study Bibles like Marie's reading through at the moment. I get that out and it takes you through verse by verse, the whole Bible, and just gives you a, an in-depth uh, look at those verses and at those uh, chapters or those uh, books. And then also I, re I use books <coughs> which um, have helped me over the years to look more in depth. A couple that I'll mention, um, um, The Vine and the Branches by Bruce Wilkinson. Um, that really transformed my life about how to abide, how to remain, how to live in Jesus. And so I, I read that book, but then I studied John 15, The Vine and the Branches. And that opened up a whole new realm of living in Jesus for me. Another one that I read very early on in my uh, Christian life, um, which was, is basically for new Christians, is called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And I read it and was very impressed with it. But just recently, after 47 years of being a Christian, I've gone back to that. It's incredibly basic. But the truth of the word there, as you compare it and study it with the word of God, has just brought the whole concept of my purpose for being here alive. And um, it really has helped me as I've studied, as I've read the book, that particular book, but then studied the Bible in context with that book. And so I read, I meditate, yeah. and I study. So a variety of ways of approaching the Bible, really. Yeah, Each absolutely. of which, I guess, would come to prominence at different times and yes. different seasons. Maybe we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Jay. Um, uh, yeah, um, to reiterate a bit what Marie said, to plan, I think... Um, 
I have to plan. When I don't plan, I tend to think, oh, I'll just see how the day goes and I'll find 15 minutes and I'll read the Bible and it does not happen. <laughs> um, I just find I have to put in a plan um, and, uh, and a plan of what I'm going to read and how I'm going to read it as well. Um, I, I think of that um, little quote that is, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. <laughs> There's John Cook. He absolutely loves that quote. Tells me every week. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that's really true. That's what happens when I don't plan. Um, and the second thing is, um, I think I try and remind myself why I read the Bible. That it's not just for reading the Bible's sake. You know, that it's to um, come to know who God is and what he's like. And as I read the Bible, I... Um, I come to know who Jesus is, and I encounter him in the scripture. Um, so that's number two. And then number three, um, I think I find it really helpful to think of Bible reading as more like a marathon than a 100-meter sprint. Um, and I, th I think we live in a culture which, technologically anyway, we've come so far in 30 years. Um, you know, now we have... Um, multiple channels on the TV. Um, we have social media, we have the internet, we have smartphones, um, we, you know, gaming has come a long way. Like it's, you know, and, and all, all that, that sort of thing, it's not that it's, it's bad, but I would categorize it in the 100 meter sprint <laughs> sort of Instant. category. What yeah. you want, you can get yeah. straight so away. What, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so in, like it it's brings some instant gratification. Um, it's, easy, um, it's easy to access, you don't have to concentrate that hard, um, and yeah, and, and I, I think a lot of those things come into that category, um, and yeah, I, I actually find that um, the reading the Bible isn't, well, I don't know about you, but for me, it isn't quick, yeah. it isn't like instantly gratifying, and it isn't super easy, you know, um, so yes, yeah, so I think I think actually our culture does a lot for training us and shaping us and molding us to have an appetite for a certain type of um, spending our time. Um, and the Bible is not like that. You know, it's more like a marathon. You know, it's long-term goals and, you know, you don't see an impact on the day. To d like, in, you know, one day of reading doesn't feel that impacting, I find. But over 30 days or over six months or over a year, I notice a massive difference. Um, but I, I listened to a guy a little while ago, um, uh, what I call, uh, called John Tyson, and, um, and he was talking a bit about how <coughs> our... Um, attention, our ability to hold attention on something and to concentrate on it is increasingly being eroded by um, this type of culture that we're in. Um, and that as that happens, that has massive spiritual effects on our, on our spiritual life. And I find that every day. I find it is a battle every day for my attention, for my concentration, for my focus to be on reading the Bible and focusing on God. And I have to fight it every day, that desire to actually I want to go and do the 10 yeah. the 100 meter sprint and not the marathon anyway yeah. don't get yeah. me started on that yeah <laughs> yeah but so I think what you're saying is one of the things that helps you is to have us almost a sort of realistic understanding of why it's difficult you know that it's difficult because it's so different from a lot of what we do the rest of the day and the rest of the week and 
And um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you for all of that. There's, there is a there is a lot in those three answers. So feel free to grab them afterwards to say, tell me more about what you mean by that. So you've all alluded to the fact that it's not always easy and sometimes difficult. And we can also acknowledge that others of us here have tried to read the Bible. So Marie and Phil, I wonder if you could talk to us specifically about, you know, a time in life where you found it really hard going. Um, and you know, uh, and what you sort of did to respond to that, you know, I, I, there may, I mean, I don't know, I haven't, I haven't heard, I haven't seen your answers, there may have been one thing that changed it, it may not have been, it may have lasted for a long time, but I wonder if you could just talk us through that, because many of us are probably in that place now, in one way or another, where we feel like reading the Bible is really hard for me at the moment, maybe has been for a while, you know, when has that happened to you, and what did you do about it? In about the last 10 months of focused on having an emotional response to the Bible as opposed to a logical, and that's been very, very difficult for me. Um, so I can read something in the Bible and quite relatively easily talk about what I think about it, yeah. what I think it means, what I think the Bible wants me to do about that. But when I've been trying to read something and leave the thinking aside and feel, it's been really challenging. So some of my um, responses to, say, example, uh, King David have just been, you need to stop it now, this is ridiculous. The way my feelings, rather than thinking through, oh, well, I know that where David is um, of God's own heart because God is a forgiving God and thinking the whole Bible story um, of having that emotional response has really helped me in some ways, but it's been so challenging because when I was um, converted at the age of 25, um, I'd had a colourful past, shall we say. And so um, one of the key things that helped me at that time to deal with conscience was that I was covered in the blood of Jesus and I was a new creation and in this emotional response to the Bible has brought up things in my life that weren't new yet they may be new in some but they weren't they needed they needed I needed God to touch me in my feelings and my emotions and it's just been really really challenging so some of the people that I would typically help me um, get to help me with the, the Bible, say for you know people like John Piper, or you know I would look at something and if it was struggle, I would pray and speak to others and then go and see what Piper says or go and see what Keller says. But in this emotional, I had to embrace a whole new world of authors. And in the first couple of months, it, it was a bit like giving up smoking. I want to see what Piper says, you know. Yeah, that yeah. same response I have to wanting a cigarette, and I, and I, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, it, it ha- I, I feel free. I feel free from it because the Lord has met me in my broken feelings, yeah. met me in my mess through the Bible where, you know, Jesus wept. Yeah. Jesus is a feeling saviour. And you know, through the Bible, it's been difficult, but I do feel like I've attained a level of freedom by allowing God to come and minister to me and my feelings and not just my head yeah. and my thinking. That's, um, that's really honest of you. And I wonder if, to sort of broaden it out for all of us, I wonder if we each have a tendency, some of us naturally read the Bible with our heads 
and don't engage our hearts and our emotions and our desires. Some of us are totally the opposite, where we're happy to kind of engage our emotions and what this means to me right now, but we struggle to engage our heads. And I wonder if for either sort of person, there comes a stage where your norm becomes dry. And, and I wonder if hearing Marie, you know, for each of us to think about, if it's become dry, do we need to switch? If we're more head, do we need to engage our emotions? Do we need help to do that? If we're normally like that and we don't often engage our head, do we need to switch the other way? Will that help us to come out of a dry time into more of meeting God in Scripture? So thanks, Marie. I think that's a really helpful example of that. Phil, when was it tough for you, mate? Um, well, um, I can't really recall a specific and particular tough time. Um, in that sense, I mean, uh, you know, after 46 years, I'm sure I've forgotten some of them and probably would remind me after. <laughs> Remember that time? No, I forgot that time. Um, but what I would say generally for me has been the most helpful thing is the habit of reading the Bible. So that when things are difficult, I'm not saying a particular tough time, but when things get difficult in my life, which they do uh, frequently, then I think that the habit of continually reading or studying or meditating on the Bible has really, really helped. So I know that there have been times when um, I've been able to sort of look back um, and recall in my heart, in my spirit, in my mind, things that I've read as I've habitually read the Bible, which maybe at the time didn't make a lot of sense. Um, it was dry when I read it, but out of the habit I kept reading it um, on a regular basis, and I find that during those dry times, very often God will remind me of something that I've read. And um, in a sense, I didn't know it was there. But the habit has established yeah. it in my heart and my spirit. And in those dry and difficult times, those things have come to light. It's a bit like the marathon and the sprints again, that even though at the time you weren't getting a lot out of it, didn't feel mm. like it was doing much yeah. good, over a longer period of time, yeah. it was still tremendously worthwhile. Yeah. It's and established rich for you. in there, really, yeah. Yeah, so there's also a sense of when it's tough, kind of press on. Just keep, just and keep trust reading that it. This season won't yeah. last forever. Even when you think, I, this, you know, have I just spent 15, 20, 30 minutes a waste of time? I don't believe so, because I don't yeah. believe it's ever a waste of time to read your Bible. I think there is, God is there all the while. I may not see him at that point, but there will yeah. come a time in the dry period, in the tough time, when God will reveal himself through yeah. something that's in my heart that's been established through habitually reading through the that, Bible. It's the habit, isn't it? So, you know, 99 days might go by where you finish your 20-minute reading and think, yeah. I can't remember anything I've just read. Mm. But then there does come the day, maybe day 100, where something comes alive Absolutely. and you think, well, I'm glad that habit was in place. Joe, slightly different question for you. Um, we, Marie's already got us going on the fact that Bible reading sometimes needs to change for us to come alive again. So talk to us about how it's changed for you over the years. Um, yeah, this might be a bit boring, but <laughs> um, in my uh, teen year, early teen years, um, I used to um, read one of those, you know, you've got those booklets with a little verse and then there's like a little blurb about the verse. Um, I probably started on those. Um, and then as my teen years went on, I started to read 
um, the Bible, like a book of the Bible and I read through, um, or I do things like cover to cover or things like that. Um, and then um, and then in my kind of uni years, um, my reading was, it was quite consistent, I think, because um, I, it was probably the least busy I'd been in life, you know, that period of time. Um, Students or young yeah. people, take note. You think you're busy, but you're not. <laughs> in five years' time, you'll realise. I did an easy course as well, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so um, so I was able to be really consistent. You know, I'd have my breakfast and I'd have my quiet time, Bible reading time. And, um, and so it was very consistent and regular. I think I did things like Bible in a year, which yeah. I think I only did in a year and a half. So kudos to those of you that manage it in a year. I think that's great. Um, and then uh, I did some, like, you know, I'd meditate a bit on, like, a verse or something. So I tried different things. Um, and then post, in a couple of years after uni, I kind of went through um, a really dry time where um, I really didn't experience God for quite a long time. Um, for several years, and um, and it was really difficult. And I had, um, I had a real struggle to hold on to my faith and to, um, and to keep, you know, coming back to God. And um, and my Bible reading was very sketchy <laughs> in that time. You know, I there's sometimes be a month where I really barely read it at all. Um, I'm not saying that's a you know positive thing. Like I, you know, it was just it the was reality what, it was, what it, yeah. it was at the time, and there were lots of things that were very challenging in life at the time. Um, and so then, after God kind of brought me out of that time, um, I I started to read the Bible again in a more disciplined kind of way, and um, it was still um, it was mostly consistent, but um, it was out of discipline rather than uh, enjoyment, really. And then. Um, I started to pray um, a bit. I, I started to pray and say to God, "You know, I want you, but I want to want you more." <laughs> um, and after a period of praying that, I actually found that He did answer it. And part of the answer was um, that I had a real thirst and desire for the Bible um, that I hadn't had, you know, in that time previously. Um, and that was great. And around probably around the same time, I started reading um, this. I started reading the Study Bible, and um, it's like a promo I for the Study Bible. <laughs> but um, but the Study Bible before each book, it has like a it has like theme and context and who's written it and when they've written it and and then it's got you know notes under all the. Um, all the passages um, and so I started to read all the notes for my bible reading each day and read the intro to the book and things and I can only say it's just been just the most enriching experience like I would never have guessed that it would feel enriching but it really has. Um, is it, is it um, fair to say that you, whereas Marie's gone from sort of naturally head to engaging emotions and heart. Is it fair to say, do you think that you would be more naturally heart, yeah. emotions? Yeah, probably, and, yeah. And for you, it, you've had to sort of balance out in the different direction. Yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's it's just been, it's been great. And I, I'm, it's just changed so much through the years. Um, and I hope it will continue to change, you know. I hope in 10 years' time I can say, oh, God has you know, revealed a new, you know, a new yeah. chapter for yeah. me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. 
That's really helpful. Thank you. And, and again, you know, Marie alluded to, again, really honestly, that part of growing for her meant engaging with things that naturally she was slightly uncomfortable with at first. Um, but it stretched her and grew her and, and life came out of that. And I think, you know, again, for those of you who feel stuck, you may have to engage with stuff that is a bit uncomfortable or a bit challenging to grow you and stretch you to, to bring some richness. We need to wrap up. Um, to finish, I think, just one final question then. I talked two weeks ago about how reading scripture is an encounter with God. And that may be the marathon and the hard graft and the habit that God builds something in. But there are also moments, I think, that the scripture comes alive in a particularly significant way. And I wonder if just to sort of maybe inspire us a bit or, you know, just I wonder if Marie or Phil, you've got an incident you could share with us where that really happened for you. Um. Um, I spent considerable time studying, thinking, because we do need to do both, about the um, doctrines of grace and man's responsibility and God's sovereignty. And I think that it's really important for, for myself, I think, that we need to put our anchor down in the port of peace because when the storms come, it can be very difficult to try and put your anchor down then. Yeah. So, like Joe and Phil have said, daily Bible reading and studying the Bible, when the troubles come, that's often when you, you will find that they will hold you. Yeah. And I think it's been really significant because I've had many difficulties as we do all in life of varying levels and I can't really apart from the typical Psalm 23 or other verses I'm not very good at saying I know it says this somewhere yeah, yeah. but the, I know what Romans 8:28 says that in all things God is working together for our good for those who he has loved that we have been called he w has justified us and he will glorify us and that has been the most, that, that verse is my life verse. That when difficulties come, whatever they may be, at whatever level, that to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is a God who is working on our behalf in all things. And that has come from studying the Bible, that, you know, because it's, it can be very difficult when, when your little boat's being tossed about or when the storm is coming. Mm. You've really got to know that. You've got to know that in the depth. It's, you know, the, the Psalms talk about in your sinews within you that mm. Mm. God is working together, all things for our good. He is absolutely sovereign over everything. And that verse um, through studying the Bible has been the most significant grounding in my whole life. It's brought you through a lot. Reminds me of a saying of uh, Martin Luther's where he said, uh, you know, reading many books or reading a lot of the Bible is like piling logs on the fire, but one verse lights the, lights the fire. You know, that one verse can tap into a history of habit and stuff, can't it? But holds you and grounds, and, and it's in through sometimes a little text that, that comes home and hits home. Phil? Yeah, for me, when Jesus said those words, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you, I think that is amazing. And I think no matter what circumstance or situation I've been through, however hard and tough it is, the very fact that Jesus will never leave me. And then 
based on that, whatever the circumstance, come in, into my heart comes certain scriptures that help me through that specific circumstance. So let me give you some examples for me, and I'm only repeating what others have said. For me, when I'm sort of a little bit distant from God and I'm feeling, you know, a bit stressed out, then come the verse that comes to my heart or the part that comes to my heart is the vine and the branches. Yeah. Abide in me, remain yeah. in me. And that verse, that scripture, that, that chapter sort of comes alive in my heart at that time. Or Marie's just mentioned it, but, you know, when I'm sort of feeling defeated, then comes to my heart, Romans 8, you are more than a conqueror. And that again brings me through that particular situation. When I'm losing sight of, of God or, or my purpose, Psalm 23, Psalm 121, look to the hills for that's where my help comes from. And then, you know, if I'm in a battle at any point, uh, come, the scripture that comes to my mind is uh, 2 Chronicles 20, story of Jehoshaphat, the battle is not yours, says the Lord. And so those whole situations, all those different situations that I go through, God, through his grace and mercy, brings a scripture that I've read, that I've studied, that I've meditated on. He brings it back to me at that time and brings me through that time based upon that particular scripture. And so I found uh, that I can encounter God in all of those, that because he'll never leave me, and then he brings encouraging words mm. to, for my particular need at that time. But I believe that's only because those words are in here. Over yeah. the years, he's established them there, and he brings them out at the time when I need them most. Thank you very much, our three panellists. Let's release them, and let's thank them for being honest and vulnerable and helping us out a bit. So I'm going to hand back to Tim and Vanessa. Uh, just the final thing to say is I, I kind of said this last week, but again, if you struggle to read the Bible, then the one thing that we would always want to offer you is come and talk to me, come and talk to Tim, and we will find a way for someone who, who has learned how to read the Bible and to meet God in it to walk with you and help you do the same. We, don't, we wouldn't want anyone in our church sitting there thinking, I really struggle with the Bible and there's no one to help me. There is. So do come and talk to us and we'll do all we can to help you to meet God in Scripture.